0: So tonight we're going to talk about shilas that were not asked to me um, because, well, I'm not sure why, but you you may be aware that, uh, I'm sure everyone is aware, that um, recently there were some horrendous fires in Eretz Yisrael um, that were started by terrorists and have uh, done tremendous damage to, uh, to many homes and to many people's lives and have been a tremendous disruption to people's lives. Um, and uh, in general, whenever a traumatic event like that occurs, there's always naturally going to be shilas that come out of that, that come out of that situation. Now, the the, the certainly is to focus on the uh, you know the the people who are suffering and uh, whatever uh, help uh, the Medina needs in order to deal with all of that. But from a halachic point of view, it's also also interesting to discuss the halakhic issues that have emerged as a result of that. So I'm going to pose to you four different issues, and we'll see, you'll tell me which ones you want to talk about. One of them I actually gave a time in Halakh already, so maybe we won't go, talk about that. That was the one about um, uh, the, the many people who were left without a ksuba because they had left their homes, and their homes burnt, and they were left without a ksuba. so were they allowed to stay in the same house, husband and wife? without a ksuba, till they could get a new ksuba. That made the news, because the Israeli chief rabbinate, both the Ashkenazi and Sephardi chief, chief rabbis, said that they may, that they may stay together, but they should try to get a ksuba as soon as possible, which seems like the very responsible thing to do. But there were some rabbis that were saying that they may not stay together. So that was that's issue number one. Issue number two that came out, and you have to hand it to Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein. Within days, he already had, had printed... Um, in his monthly pamphlet of all the tshuvas that he wrote this month, he already had uh, shailas relating to this um, printed up in his Vaveyamudin. Uh, so, issue number two that he deals with, I'll tell you what uh, what it says over here. I'll read, I'll read you how, how he has the shaila. He says, uh, you know, that, that we're. He describes what was going on, and people who were told to leave uh, asked the following: Mas Seder Hapinoy Mehabayis Kasher Bahul VeEinz Malnuf How do you prioritize what to take out of your house? You know what they have in there: Yeshlem Babayis Tfillin Mezuzas Sifrei Kodesh Sikkume Kesef Tachshite Zav Kleik Kesef B'Godim LeYiladim LaHorim. Do you have to take out every single safer from your house before you take out a single article of clothing for your children? Meaning, And this is similar to a topic we discussed recently with the uh, looking for the tefillin. To what extent do you have to make sure that Kitzvah Kodesh doesn't get destroyed? And you know, you got to fill up your car with whatever you can and just get out of there. So can you can you not take any of your jewelry and you, because you just have to fit as many spartum as you can into your car? And and if if not, then what exactly is the hat Yeah? Um, I remember reading in was a Same guy, of, yeah. There was a house that was burning. He could have taken Meseta's, uh, Gila, actually, not a, a, a gila, which is obviously, um, tar you know, fully, you know, and status, this, yeah. and he could have taken, or he could have taken his handwriting Spark. I don't remember the exact, when we began the case, it's a little bit off, but I think the, the, the answer was he can save his handwritten Spark because they were so precious to him. So this is the okay. This is uh, this is a little different because we're talking about something that's not kadosh at all. I mean, clothing or, or jewelry, just things that are very, very valuable. Um, I'm saying is, that, I'm saying personal value is uh, a factor. Oh, okay, personal. Okay, a, a third issue that that he deals with, that Rav Zilberstein deals with. And this is more of a hashkafic issue, but it's, it's a critical question to ask. And it's a question that every Jew should, should ask themselves when something significant happens. You know, I, I certainly subscribe to uh, the opinion of those Rabbanim who assume that when tragedy strikes, when something difficult to, to understand happens, we do not ask the question, why did it happen, and try to explain um, you know we don't go back and say why tragedies in Jewish history oh, it's because, you know, like after the Holocaust there was a whole genre of literature to explain the Holocaust oh it happened because of the Zionists it happened because of the anti-Zionists it happened because of the, it, and, and there was a whole, you know, a whole way of explaining it there was even a book that was published recently um, posthumously after Victor Miller died they published a book that he had written and put in a desk drawer and never published in his lifetime but he had written it in defense of God in the matter of the Holocaust. He didn't want to publish it when he was alive because he thought it would be too offensive to, to survivors, that, he, that he, he had an explanation, in defense of God in the matter of the Holocaust. So that, that's not so much the style that I subscribe to. My rebellion are much more of the, uh, the opinion that we do not ask why, and this comes from salvation. we do not ask why, but we must ask, and this is the part that a lot of people forget, we must ask what? What do we do about it? Meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't do things without, uh, for us to just ignore them. We're supposed to take a message, we're supposed to improve our lives spiritually, we're supposed to improve our connection to the Rebbein Shalom in some way or another, and each tragedy or each challenge presents some sort of message to us, and we should be looking to improve in a given area. The question is, specifically when it comes to damage with fire, what is the proper response? What, should, what area should we be looking at as a direct response to, uh, to, to something like this, to, uh, to massive fires all over, all over the lands? So that's issue number three. And then issue number four, which I guess is probably you know, the broadest issue in terms of a, a limud, if you want to sit down and, and, and really learn something together, uh, and that is just the issue of extinguishing fires on Shabbos in general. If you, if you ever want to look into the Indian, in Arachayim, the entire Simen is about what to do with a fire on Shabbos. So, uh, for example, let's assume there's no Piko'ach Nefesh. Very big, let's assume. But let's assume there's some tiny community on a mountaintop somewhere where uh, the whole mountain is rocks. So the only flammable things are the community itself. And the entire community has been evacuated. And a fire Breaks out on Shabbos, so it's not going anywhere. It's just going to just it's going to destroy that community. But the the whole place is evacuated. No pikuach nefesh. Is there any heter in these kinds of situations to fight the fires at all? We even uh, with uh, with Amir al-Akum So that would be the fourth issue. So those are our four issues. Number one, the ksubas. Number two, what what are your priorities in saving? Number three, what to do as a response? And number four, putting out fires on Shabbos. Any? Two, three, okay. Two and three is what we're getting. So let's do two and three. Okay. We're probably not going to do more than that. So we'll do uh, we'll do issues. Known. For issue number one, see the terminal Alach we gave earlier this week. Or uh, yeah, uh, okay. Saving. What to save first? Let's do that one first. Second issue. What, what to save first? So this relates very much to the topic we spoke about recently with the uh, with the tefillin. And, and whenever you have this kind of discussion about destruction of Kisvei HaKodesh it always starts with Shabbos Tav Kov, that's always the starting point what does it say? Shabbos Kov, Hayashem Hayashim Kosovlal Besaro a person has Shem Hashem written on his skin Mizdamnolo Tvila Shal Mitzvah and then he has an opportunity to go to the Mikvah for a Shal Mitzvah Korechala Gemi Yorid Vitovel he should cover the the Shem Hashem with something that's not going to be a chatzita. And be yorid v'tovli. take something that will not constitute chazitah and go into the mikvah. But that way, it will protect the Shem hashem from getting erased. That's the sheet of the Tanakam, Rabbi liolam No problem. Just go to the mikvah. Don't worry about it. Just don't don't scrub it. Don't uh, don't try to rub the Shem hashem off of your hands. The Gemara goes on to say that the reason that it's okay to go to the mikvah, according to Rabbi is because the, the, the operative uh, isir over here is, The Torah tells us that you go into Eretzim and you find places of Vodazara, destroy them all, destroy any, any remnant of Vodazara. But when presented with the same opportunity to, to uh, destroy the symbols of the Rebona Shalolam, don't do that, don't destroy the symbols of the Rebona Shalolam. So the says da The Torah Gramashari that only asiyah, only actively destroying. But grama, indirect, that's mutter. In fact, the Gemara goes on to say, even the Chacham who said, Korechala Gemi, who said that you should cover the Shem Hashem, also agree that grama is mutter. They allowed it to be Gorei mechikas Hashem. Why did they say to cover it with, uh, with Gemi? Because the specific example we were giving was that it was written on your skin and you go going to the mikveh. When a person goes to the mikveh, he's completely unclothed. It's disrespectful to be completely unclothed in front of a Shem Hashem. That's why you're Korech Gami, but not because of the erasing of the Shem Hashem. The erasing of the Shem Hashem, that happens by itself from the water, as long as you're not scrubbing it and doing anything active, that's a grama and that's going to be motor. Now, what emerges from, from that Gemara is, if you had to lose money in order to save Kisve um if, if there was such a halacha, that you, had to say, that you had to lose money in order to save Kisve so then we would never be able to say grandma's mutter. What do you mean? You have to even spend money to prevent it from happening, let alone being goreim it. We say the Gemara says you're allowed to even be goreim, mechikas Hashem. You're allowed to even cause mechikas Hashem. So it seems seems clear from the Gemara, if you're even allowed to cause it indirectly, then, then of course you don't have to do anything to stop it, but it's not so partial. Because... What's the circumstance the Gemara is describing where you're allowed to be in the chikas Hashem? Mm-hmm. Tvila shal mitzvah. What if there's no mitzvah? What if you don't have a mitzvah to do, per se? So is that heter of grama still going to work? So there is a machlokas, no chasam sofer, about this. No de or chaim saman thinks that the heter is only for a mitzvah. So he thinks otherwise it would be an iser of bizwe Hashem. And he, he points out that it's very interesting. As I mentioned before, any time you have a shayla about this, about gramachikas hashem, you know the tefillin that had to be brought into the quarantine zone, you know, or any of these, shayla, it always starts Shabbos Tav And and where in Shulchan Aruch can you find it? What simon in Shulchan Aruch is it? nowhere. The whole the whole thing that that whole sugya that that every shayla starts with that sugya doesn't make it into Shulchan Aruch. And the the Nadibid is bothered by this. Why isn't it in Shulchan Aruch? The, n- there's no, no discussion. Tevila shal mitzvah with the shame Kosval besara So Nadibid had a, a very mechurash de cup, obviously, but Nadibid suggested the following. He says, if something appears as a beferisha gemara with no cholik, and it doesn't make it into Shulchan Aruch, it must be that there's another gemara somewhere else that disagrees with it, and it's a stir and slings and we're passing like the other gemara. So what's the other gemara? He quotes the Gemara Megillah Daf Chavavim Beis. The Gemara Megillah talks about a Sefer Torah Shabbala. A Sefer Torah gets worn out, so gonzin also bekever Talmud Chacham. We bury the Sefer Torah in a kever of a Talmud Chacham. This is an interesting idea. Uh, the Talmud Chacham and the Sefer Torah are linked, uh, certainly in, in a number of places. Uh, most notably, what does the Gemara say? That right? like that, that, uh, that they, they stand for the Sefer Torah. They, they, they should certainly stand for, the, uh, for, for those who are Lomay Torah. So you see this notion of the Tamukacham being like a Sefer Torah. You have the idea that if a person is there at Shas and Neshama, the Gemara says, if a person is present at the Shas and Neshama, when someone dies, there's a Chiv Ter because it's like a Sefer Torah Nisraf. It's like seeing a Sefer Torah Nisraf. When you see a Sefer Torah Nisraf, you tear Kriya. So even though you're not a novel, even though you're not related, it's a for doctors who work in, uh, in, uh, you know, in, in wards where people uh, frequently die, or doctors, I guess, aren't very good, and uh, people frequently die. And then, so uh, so the, uh, the, 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 they have to tear Kriya like every single day as they, they go to work. So it's a shayla, how do, you, how do you deal with that situation exactly? But there's definitely this link between the Tamukhacham and the Seva Torah, and, and the Seva Torah gets kavura together with the Who Who is it defining as a Tamukhacham? That's a good question. That's, that's always a difficult question. For different halachas. we define Tamukhacham differently. It's a good question, I'm not sure. Um, Rav Palm's grandson told me that when Rav Palm died, uh, they, they 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 thought it would be most appropriate to bury him with his mishabrua, because his mishabrua was so precious to him. The sifrei chavetz chaim in general were very precious to him. He he lo- the the things you know he obviously learned Kala Tarukula, but the things that he loved learning most according to his family was Tanakh. He loved learning navi, and uh and, and, and sifrei chavetz chaim. He loved learning the svarim of the chavetz chaim. No, I mean, a spiritual heir of the Chavetz Chaim, and uh, so they buried him as Mishabura. And then right after the Kavur, they were like, "What did we just do?" He <laughs> had all his notes, all his—you <laughs> like, know what a treasure that was. <laughs> and we just, we just buried it. But they were so emotional; they didn't—they—they uh, they, they weren't thinking that's what he said the mishpacha was uh... so anyway so Talmud uh, Chacham and the Sefer Torah get buried together says the Gemara the Sefer Torah Warn out Sefer Torah the Gemara concludes you need to put it in a Klicheres the Olaman Yam Yamim Rabin you should put the Sefer Torah in a Klicheres so that it lasts so that the, the Shemos don't get destroyed more quickly don't get eaten up by, a gr- by the ground and that's, that's quoted in Shulchan Archa in Yerdea Reish Pei Beis so it says in uh, the maybe that's quoted because, because you, why do you have to put it in a Klecheris? So that it doesn't get uh, slowly uh, destroyed by the ground, isn't that a gramma? Isn't that a gram mechikas hashem? Why is that a problem? So it must be that a gram mechikas hashem, according to that gemara, is asr, against the gemara in Shabbos and that's why that Shabbos kufchav is not quoted. So the David says it must be Shulchan Aruch's Paschim, that gram mechikas So the David said ah, it might be too big of a Kiddush to say that. You know, to go straight up against the Gemara Shabbos Kuvchav. None of the Rishonim thought of this. But he says, at least Mitzvah. we shouldn't allow it. You should only allow the Tzoruch Mitzvah. Chassam Sofer, on the other hand, thought that even when it's not a Mitzvah, it's a to be goreim, mechikas Hashem. Now, Rav Zilberstein brings three rayas that maybe you do have to lose money in order to save Svarim and Kisvei Kodesh and things like that. Let's see. First of all, he brings a riot from Sefer Chassidim. Sefer Chassidim sounds like there's a, that gram hachikas Hashem is an instrument in the Torah, against the Gemara. Sefer Chassidim says, A person should not put Svarim right near food, so that the mice don't get to the Svarim. Okay, so far it could just be, he's quoting that Pasuk as a, you know, as 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 an asmachta, right? Not necessarily that it's really a dindaraisa, but then he says, "Dugmas Yabo lo He says it's just like the isra of being gorem or mum Being mum is a dindaraisa. That's preferish in the gemara bechorus Taflam gimel that it's, it's 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 a problem daraisa and if he's going to say that there's this equation that being Gori Mechikas Hashem is the same as being Gori being Mumbekachem, that would make it an How much do you have to spend in order to avoid violating an Isra and Isa? I've told the story many times. A good friend of ours, uh, when, we were in, uh, when we were in college, was uh, working as an assistant youth director in the Upper West Side, and he was running late. He lived here in Queens. And uh, he was uh, a little bit of a funny guy, and he was uh, running late to get to, uh, to get to the west side. And, uh, and he was on the Triborough Bridge, which is now called the RFK Bridge. And Shabbos started, and it was like, within the 18 minutes, he was still on the Triborough Bridge. And he just, just, just made it over the bridge. Pulled over on First Avenue, right at the end of eighteen minutes, parked at a hydrant because the, there was no parking to be had, and, and walked across town to the to the west side for Shabbos, and he had to go pick up his car from wherever it was towed to after uh, after Shabbos and pay the whatever the five hundred dollar fine or whatever it was. So uh, he asked uh, Rav Shachter on Sunday in yeshiva, he said, and, and what if I still would have been on the bridge when Shabbos started? What if I still would have been there when Shabbos started? So Rav Shechter said, then you'd have to get out of your car. So he said, what a chil Hashem that would be, that would back up traffic even more, that the car would be stuck on the bridge. It was already such horrible traffic. Shek said, what a chil Hashem? I didn't tell you to take the keys out. I'm sure someone will be happy to take it. So uh, you have to be, call home base Lose all of your money. What? <laughs> is that true? That, right. I guess it's true. That's interesting. <laughs> I guess you should inform someone. Inform, you should inform someone that your car is is is, is there for the taking. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So so. We're, we're, oh yeah. So if it's actually an Isidar, our If it's actually a losase. So then we have a real problem. Then uh, then you have to lose all your money rather than violate a love. The gram mechikas Hashem. Second Raya that he brings, Mishabur mm-hmm. in Shinlamadal and Sivkatin Lamid, says that Torah Shabhsav Kodemis that you have to save Torah Shabhsav before Torah Shabalpeh. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, exactly. Or the Megillah, like you said, before the other Svarim. Va O Lo. What if it's not your Torah Shabalpeh? Someone loaned it to you or rented it to you. You're going to have to pay for it if it gets destroyed. Your Torah Shabbosav, it's yours. You're not going to have to pay for it. Your Torah Shabbosav, it's not yours. You're going to have to pay for it. I Torah He the Torah Shabbosav comes first. Says in Mishnah when he talks about fires, The the, the, uh, the, the Gemara says talks about even in a place that's not in that's a, for for, Kodesh, for a place that, that doesn't have an erif, right? so you're allowed to you're allowed to take it out of the house but Torah Shabal Peh comes second to Torah Shabal now if you even have to spend money to save Torah Shabal Sav before Torah Shabal Peh, I would think you have to spend some money to save Torah Shabal Sav before uh, your jewelry before your children's clothing before your your own clothing so may, maybe that's a riot that's that, that some money has to be lost now What's not clear is how much from that source. Also, in, in Megillah, I don't understand the name it. Is that a B- uh, But it still has Kedusha. It's still a Kisve Kodesh. Yeah. What's it called? It's printed sparring. Aren't the Turkish books that are Khodesh where we have printed versus AC for Turkish? Right. So our printed sparring, we assume, do have Kedusha as well. Uh, they need to be put in Geniza. Um, it would be Madrega lower, but it does it does need it's to be put in Geniza. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, I don't know if you have to go looking for every parsha sheet that you ever picked up from uh, from shul or whatever. The, the third raya brings from Minchas Chinuch, in the comments of the Mincha Mitzvah Samach Tes, where with Mechikas Hashem, the Minchas Chinuch writes, it's a bit of Mitzvah Sasei, Es HaShem HaLekei You're violating Es HaShem HaLekei normally means, you're not be mostly shame Shema Vatala. But beyond that, you're certainly not allowed to destroy a physical Shem HaShem. So it would seem to suggest that it's a, it's a mitzvah sase. If it's a mitzvah sase, how much do you have to lose for mitzvah sasei? Ad chomish nechasev, up until 20% of your money for a mitzvah sasei. So these three raya seem to suggest that money has to be lost, at least to some level, in order to save Sifrei Kodesh. However, Rav Zilberstein writes, Rav Yashiv, in these kinds of situations, says you do not have to lose not even a chomish nechasev. Because what are we talking about over here? In the case of this, the Sefer Chasidim, we was talking about Gram Mechikas Hashem. So, first of all, the Sefer Chasidim is against the Gemara. But even if it wasn't against the Gemara, he's talking about Gram Mechikas Hashem. What does Gram Mechikas Hashem mean? You're doing something to cause it. You're not doing anything to cause anything over here. It's reacting to a situation that's already in play. You're not causing anything. When the Mishnah says that you have to lose money, um, you know, because you have to save Torah Shabbat before Torah Shabbat pay even if it means a loss of money says Yashif, he must be talking about pennies it can't be talking about that there's a significant amount of money because there's no Isser, there's no Isser being done over here so he, 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 he must have been talking about a very small amount of money I don't know, uh, you know, in, in, in days before the uh, printing press right, was it a small amount of money, you have to look what, what Postcom Mishabur is quoting and how early it goes um, and, and, and when the Chinuch's discussion of Mitzvah's Say, he says also, it's only when you're molchik Biadayan that it's a violation of Mitzvah's Say, because you're violating, that's the kachatira But by allowing it to happen when the, when the process is already in place, he doesn't think that that would be, that would be true. Yeah? Would the opinion nowadays change because you have home insurance? So not really you're not really losing money. money. You're losing a lot of... You know, it's so amazing, even in my own lifetime, and I'm not that old... Uh, you're able to, I guess relative to most of UIM, but, you I am, but you're able to, to see the, the difference. You know, w- when, when, when I was a kid, um, if there was a fire that broke out in the house, you know what you were trained is? Pictures, get the pictures. Pictures is the first thing because that can't be replaced. Nowadays, all your pictures are in the cloud anyway. <laughs> the pictures are the easiest thing to replace. You go to any computer and they're, uh, they're right there so it's like one of these things so now with, with, uh, with, with homeowner's insurance that's, uh, the, the loss of money is not immediate um, I'm sorry, the loss of money is not permanent but immediately you're going to be out you're going to need a lot of things right away the insurance doesn't always cover everything yeah, there's yes. often uh, significant deductible you know, there are things that, uh, that, 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 that that make it less convenient uh, certainly if you have to go buy new everything R- Rav Zilberstein Paskind in this case that you should save, you should take your tefillin. Anything that's light and quick, you should take. So he says tefillin and mezuzahs. Yeah, I don't you know how. No nefesh, right? Oh, of course, assuming there's no pikuach nefesh. If there's any picoach nefesh, just get out of there. But anything that's light and quick. So he says tefillin for sure. Uh, mezuzahs, he thought also, because it doesn't take a lot of time. I guess it depends how well secured your mezuzahs are and how many of them you have. If you're. Uh, 32-bedroom uh, mansion in, uh, whatever, in, uh, in uh, I don't know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, Beverly Hills. <laughs> that what? Back in back Lawrence. In back Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, you know, so that, that, could take a, that could take a long time. But uh, I guess it Zilberstein, probably couldn't even imagine that such a thing exists. So, uh, so that's, that's quick. But other than that, he says, pack up the things you need. You know, pack up whatever it is that you take before any of your start. So, uh, because you're not being born in anything, you're not doing anything, it's a matter of reacting to what's actually happening. Okay, that was issue, that was Shailah number two. Shiloh number three, which is the other one we're going to talk about, wasn't really a Shiloh. It was just more about what the proper reaction is, what the proper response should be to this. I found this very fascinating, what Zilberstein did over here. He essentially collected Ma'amari Chazal, where Chazal specifically referred to fire where Hazal specifically say, if you do this Aveira, you will be struck with fire. Not as a way of saying necessarily that all these people who suffered must have done these Averas, but as a way of saying that we, as a people, should improve in these areas, in these in these four areas. So, first one he says, Shmir Shabbos. Why Shmir Shabbos? Because the Gemara says Masech Shabbos, Tav Kuf Yatesa Ben Be'ez, Om Bred Rav Eina Metsuya, Ale Bamakum Sheyishchil Shabbos. Fire is found where the Schilishabis. Shenamar, Paskin Yermiopark Zain, Vi Mloshmu Elaila Kadeshis Yomashabis, Ula Vilti Seismasa, Vitsati Aishbish Areha, Vahla Arminos Yerushalaim Velo Sikhbe. That it's going to destroy all the uh the buildings in Yerushalaim and, and and it will not be extinguished. My velosikhbe says what do you mean it won't be extinguished? Ultimately fires are, are extinguished. Amr of Nachmir Isak Bishash bin Yad Masunhbosa it's going to happen in a way where it's not going to be easy to contain the fire. You're not going to have people around to be able to be mechab the fire. You know, a lot of these fires that were started were, were, were put out immediately because someone saw them. Someone saw the terrorists starting the fire and they put out immediately. The damage could have been much worse if people weren't alert to, to do it. But, but the, the klal is going to be that lo sichpe, that there aren't going to be people around until the fire is out of control and there's not going to be anything that, that you could do about it. So the Zilberstein quotes that the Chavetz Chaim writes in Sheim Olam, in uh, Chelech Aleph, Paragvav, that the Avon Chil Shabbos is Godal Ma'od, The Aver of Chil Shabbos is so great that he quotes the Gemara that because of that fires happen. Um, and he says Vitama adavr. Why is it? Why fire for Chil Shabbos? So he says Shemir Shabbos causes Bracha from a Kadosh Baruch because it takes a tremendous amount to be to be Shomer Shabbos it used to be people would lose jobs now we have all these protections, religious protections we're allowed to think they can't fire you for being Makhal Shabbos, it used to be people would, would lose their jobs every single week if they wanted to be Shomer Shabbos and a lot of people chose not to want to be Shomer Shabbos because of that, it was a very very difficult Nisayon, Rabbi, Rabbi Fran told the story at the Aguda convention of Rav Khan's father did I tell the story? have you heard the story? My friend told the story at the Yegudah convention that he said Rav Aran Khan was at his house he didn't quote him by name because at the Yegudah convention I don't think you can quote why he yeshiva but that, that's in the Tshuvaj Russia he was a lot of quoted by name so we know who it was so uh, Rav, Rav Aron Khan was staying at my friend's house once and he asked he he said no what did your father do for a living and Rav Khan said he was a Pashta stockbroker he says what's a, what's a Pashta stockbroker so he said my father came from Europe and he had a young family And he had only spoke Yiddish, didn't speak any English. And he had a relative in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, who was willing to employ any relative that came from Europe. He had a factory, he was willing to employ any relative. So he got a job in his cousin's factory. Comes Friday afternoon, my father says to his cousin, ah, good Shabbos, thank you so much for employing me. I'll see you on Sunday. And his uh, cousin said, whoa, 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 this is America. In America, we, uh, we work straight through on Friday. You can go to shul tomorrow on Shabbos, but on Shabbos morning, but Friday night, you're still working. So uh, his father, with no money to his name, a young family to support, said, sorry, I'm out of here. And he went to New York with, with nothing. He went to New York with nothing. And he's, uh, he's in New York. He has no idea what he's going to do. He's going to support his family. He's walking through a park. He sits down on a park bench next to an alto yid who's kvetching about a stockbroker. This other guy, he say, Ah, oh, my stockbroker, this, that, he messed up this, he messed up that. So uh, Rav Khan's father said, well, I'll be your stockbroker. <laughs> so so <laughs> he, he went home to, to uh, his young child. Rav Khan was a genius, but he was a little boy. He must have been, I not I think he said he was six years old or something. And he said, Aaron, this is a stock? <laughs> so he had to get the book and Rav Khan like trans- read the book and translated it to his father from the Yiddish to the English so he could pass his stockbroker exam and he passed his stockbroker exam for the rest of his life he was a posh the stockbroker that's how he became a stockbroker the mysterious Nefesh that people had so it takes a tremendous amount be bitachon to, uh, to be Shomer Shabbos and, uh, and, and because of that the the schar for is birchas hashem hitashir. The pasuk says in Mishlei, and the medrash in Breishis Rabba says that that's Shabbos. It's gorim Hashba hashpaah for. For, for material bracha, because you're you're, you're having the confidence that kol Baruch is not going to make you suffer on account of losing the work on Shabbos. So it causes So says the Chavetz Chaim. That's the mita kineged mita. That if a person is not careful about Shabbos, so what's the, the the quickest way to lose your material possessions? That a fire breaks out in a person's house. You ever you ever speak to a person who just lost their house to a fire? Even if everyone is safe, you know they're very grateful that everyone is safe. But everything, everything their whole life, everything they had, is gone in an instant. All, everything. So that's, that, that's, the, uh, that's the Midah Kinegen Midah. So number one, the first area he identifies is uh, Ishmir Shabbos. The second area he identifies is Limar especially in the house and especially at night. Why? The Gemara and of Sadi Bez. Amr HaBlazar, Kol bayis Sheyim Divrei Torah Nishmoyim Aish Ochato. Any house that doesn't have Divray Torah heard in the house at night, a fire will consume it, the Gemara says. Um where does the Gemara get this from Shinamar, Posukin Eov, Kokhoshek Tomun Litspunov Teachle Aish, Lonupach Yeira Sarid Baalow? Ain Sarir el Elatam Khacham Shemar Vasridi Masharashem Kore. And the Benio Yada writes in Erivindafirchas. That the Iker Sgula over here is that the wife should hear the Torah being learned because she is the ikur abayis. She's part of from Talmud Torah the Torah will still help her as well when she hears the Torah being learnt in the house. Where, where do you see that in the Gemara? Because the Gemara doesn't just say uh, nilmadim bo. Bo. that the Torah should be heard in the house at night. I know, I, um, I know a fellow uh, from uh, lives in Harnof, who used to live in Lawrence, but made Aliyah many years ago, a very, very, very sweet person. I remember when my brother got engaged, to uh, to my sister in law, so uh, my sister in law's father is, is a doctor, Doctor Yaakov Tendler, very very special Jew, and uh, he went to medical school with this fellow, So uh, Doctor Jacob. used to live in, in Doctor Jacobs used to live in Lawrence, and uh, Doctor Tendler told us when he saw Doctor Jacob said, I remember when we were in Einstein together, uh, Doctor Jacobs, uh, Doctor Tendler used to be a balcore, so he was very busy. When could he prepare the laning? at 3 o'clock in the morning, something like that. He was preparing his laning. And the next door apartment was Dr. Jacobs' apartment. So Dr. Jacob said to Dr. Tubner, was that you last night uh, laning at 3 o'clock in the morning? And he said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to keep you up. He said, no, it was, it was the best thing ever. Hearing those sounds at the, you know at, at late at night, it's the sweetest sounds in the world to, 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 to wake up to, to go to sleep to, the best sounds in the world. So uh, so yeah so that's a, if you have yeah. divrei Torah nishmaim mamish divrei Torah nishmaim belayla it's a great bracha I do not recommend standing next to your wife's bed <laughs> <depending>, <laughs> preparing your lady at three in the morning but uh, you know but the the idea is that divrei Torah so one should uh, should have some sort of seudalimud that's not out loud you know uh, click on my Torah and let it just play um, so the the, uh, the third the third area that he identifies he interprets in one way I, I would interpret slightly differently. The Gemara tells us that because the Ish has a Yud and the Isha has a hay So the Yud and the Hey that's the Shem Hashem. So Zachu, Shriya Lo Zachu, Why? Because you take away the Yud and the hay, and they're both Esh. Hey. So they're not Zohar. So how do you interpret that? What, what's So so what's the message? Therefore we should improve on? That's what I would have said, right? Bias, <laughs> obviously, right? So he says tsnius. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why why tsnius. So he says hakavana lo zachu shemisnagim btsnius shemisnagim bts. According to Hakavana zachu lo zachu, I know shemisnagim btsnius. So you rule with b'toch because according to removes the shechina when there is a lack of tsnius. Now that idea we do find in Chazal that uh, that when there is more tsnius, there is more asheras ha'shechina. So it could be that that's what he's being medayik. That if there's a lack of asheras hashchina, it must be that the emphasis is on snius piso bayus. in the way that they that they interact. It should be with a, with a sense of snius. Uh, but one could argue that uh, the the main point of this gemara is zachu lo zachu, is a sense of shalom bayis. Or it could be, maybe not even a sense of Shalom Bayis, maybe it refer, refers to, it happens to be that I, I, I uh, spoke at the, uh, the breakfast, the annual breakfast for the Shalom Task Force this past Sunday. So this was like, this was my vote, right? Zachu that there's going to be, Kodesh Baruch put in our lap. This is how to respond to the fires. We should enhance our Shalom Bayis. We should, we should work on, on our Shalom Bayis. So um, you could also argue that's just saying in general. Zachu really, literally means to be correct, to do the right things. Rav Lichtenstein said a vart. I thought it was unbelievable when I was at a uh, Shavar just here in the neighborhood about a year ago, uh, maybe longer than a year ago. A Talmud of mine, Mary Simcha Stromer, when he got, he got married to a girl from Chicago, but uh, they had a Shavar here by the Konigsbergs in Hillcrest. And uh, his father-in-law, Rabbi Prero, said that he heard Forty years ago or something from Ivarn Lichtenstein, the following Vart. It's a real take-home vart. Uh, the Gemara says that uh, that 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 Azer Kenegdo, Zacha Azer, Lo Zacha Kinegdo. So what does that mean? If you merit, shall be an Azer, if you don't merit, shall be Kenegdo, says says R. Lichtenstein. Zacha means when you're right, if you're correct. Zacha, the, the the a wife should not be someone who's always critical of everything you do. Nor should she be someone who supports everything you do, no matter what. Zacha, when you're correct, she should be an ezer. She should help you and support you in those things that you're right about. And lo, when you're incorrect and you're trying to go down a path, that's really wrong. Kenegdo, she should tell She should stop you, and she should tell you, no, this is not the way to go. Zachu so, could just mean that when they're doing the right things in general in their lives as a as a unit, as a family unit, they're doing the right thing. So then they'll have the Shina shreivaneim lo zachu, and But but at the very least, I would think shalom bayis. I would think that would be the third third area to identify, and the, the fourth and final thing for that, that he identifies is is pretzels because the gemara says explicitly. So Memchas. the gemara talks about. Singing, uh, men and women singing together. Where men, the men sing and the women respond. And the Gemara says it's keish b'ne'ores that the yitzharara. When men and women interact in inappropriate ways, the Gemara says like ash, it's like fire near flammable material. So dafka the yitzharara for the for inappropriate interactions between men and women is dafka nimshal te'esh, to uh, to ash near near flammable material. So these are the four areas that he identifies. So I would suggest that each of us maybe could take on one, one of these things at least to, it uh, would, would make a lot of sense to uh, take on some extra work in one of these areas as a response to a mess- what, what is undoubtedly a message from the Ribbon shalom, which is what we have to believe. That's the Ram We don't believe it's Mikra. Ah, bad people will do bad things and whatever and these things will happen every once in a while. No, there's a message from the Ribbon shalom. It's Derech is to assume... Otherwise, so uh, as as maminim bnei maminim, we it demands a response, and the response should be in such a way that we uh, that we improve our relationship to the Ribbon Shalom. I think the, these, these provide us with four areas that we can uh, that we can choose from. Have a wonderful Shabbos, everyone.